Let's go. It's Andrew from Toon Talk Radio. You can catch the show tonight on www.toontalk.co.uk or you can even call into the show on 0191 538 You can also catch the shows on our FM on the www.novaradio.co.uk and you can be able to listen to us on any handheld, devel- any, any handheld device afterwards as well and remember you can go to, when the podcast of the show is later you can go to itunes just type in tune talk and you'll be able to listen back to our previous shows where we have lots and lots of talk on newcastle united and what's been going on with the club and obviously the takeover and rafa everything that's covered will be covered uh tonight's show uh my first guest this evening my uh, first time he's been on the show it's ian crocker sky sports football commentator in scotland england anywhere you can get him, and he's also um, he's an author of Half Mike Will Travel. Good evening to you, Ian. How are you? Good evening. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Rushing like a crazy man as ever for the show, but <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Good to hear it. <laughs> so, so, so tell me. Um, obviously, your first time on the show on Tune Talk. So, what, what's been your take of the Newcastle season? And you just, obviously, I think you were at the the last game when we played Huddersfield. Um, what did you take? What, what have you taken from the fact that you know there's been so many ups and downs with Newcastle and Rafa, uh, you know, may have, may have been leaving, may have left, and then the transfer window. There's lots to talk about, I know. But the last couple of weeks, what's been your impression of the, the team and the way that uh, everything seems to be coming out roses now uh, with regards to? Well, them? I was really impressed at the Huddersfield game. I mean, it would have been a travesty if Newcastle hadn't won that. They should have won it by four or five, shouldn't they? Mm. But they got there. In the end, I mean, the form since the turn of the year has been fantastic. I think only the top four teams are, have been in better form than Newcastle. It's good to see. I mean, I've commentated on Newcastle seven times this season. I've only seen them lose once. So, you know, okay. I'm feeling like a bit of a lucky omen. But obviously, <laughs> it's mainly down to Rafa. Uh, no great surprise that he's doing the job that, that he's doing there because, I mean, you only have to look at his record, trophy-laden history, you know, two La Liga titles with Valencia. He was at Chelsea for five minutes and won the Europa League, you know, the Champions League as well. I mean, um, obviously the fans love him, and I really, really hope he stays there because uh, I do like doing games at St. James's, one of the best places ever to commentate from. Uh, fantastic atmosphere, fantastic stadium, and fantastic fans. Yeah, I think um, the, the, the great thing about Newcastle, everybody knows this, but we're right in the centre of town. I think when it comes to a lot of clubs, 
a lot of clubs are disenfranchised from the city centre, especially London, as you can imagine. But uh, when it comes to Newcastle, we're right in the centre of the whole city. And when, when you when you come on the train or you fly in, it's just the sight is amazing, really, isn't it? When you come in, it's brilliant when you come over the bridge. And uh, I always come up the night before. If, uh, I'm based in the West Midlands, so uh, I come up the night before. Any excuse uh, before the game, <laughs> and uh, you get you know, I come off the train. And it is true what they say that everyone talks about a football team, whoever you meet in the whole city. It's a fantastic passion for the um, football club, and I just I do love it. And um, I get to the ground actually about 11 o'clock for a 3 o'clock just because we have to do various sound checks and things. And I love just sitting inside St. James's when it's empty because amazingly, it's even got an atmosphere when it's empty. It feels special. And obviously where there's over 50,000 screaming Geordies in there, it's a little bit better. But there's just something about the place. I think it's uh, with the fact that, uh, you probably might agree with this, but uh, since the the since Mike actually turned around and said, "Okay, I'm going to look to sell the club," uh, mm. when it came to around, you know, by Christmas, uh, everything went a bit pear shaped, didn't it? The, the form went out the window, and uh, you know, the, the people are linking the fact that that was linked to it. But I think when he turned around and said, "You know, I want to sell the club and I want to sell it by Christmas," um, it's very hard to even understand that psychology behind it because, you know, football is such a it's such a quick game, isn't it? One minute you, you, you win three games on the spot like Newcastle have now, and next minute you, you lose three, and you, you, you could be in the bottom three. So I think the, the way things, the way it, t- way it panned out, it was never going to be as easy as what um, I think he might have expected, really. No, definitely. I mean, let's be honest, it, it was looking at, at one stage of the season quite bleak. And, you know, mm-hmm. there, there were, there were well, it, there was a big chance that Newcastle could have gone back down again but what I did like about Rafa was that although he obviously wasn't happy at not being able to you know, bring in the players that he wanted he, he, he's gone on with it and stayed you know pretty calm uh, and it's not easy to stay calm in that job <laughs> I think and also he's, he's improved so many of those players you, you can see it now especially since the turn of the year I mean a lot of people were saying it's a it's a, basically a championship team. I think that's a, a little bit harsh on some of the guys in that team who've been giving their absolute all. I think um, a lot's been made of the championship. You know the fact that they, they are championship players. But when you buy these, when you buy the players that they bought, you can't just necessarily okay give them five year contracts and then just more or less say okay at the end of the season uh, we're go- we're going to get rid of you. So. You know, a lot of like, especially Richie. Richie was a Premiership player, and I think the the goalkeeping situation was always like I've always liked Darlow. What's your thoughts on him? Because when he came in, I, I liked the look of him. He he looks quite, you know, obviously a young lad, but you want to be able to get behind somebody that can fill the boots of you know the Shea Givens, the Pavel Cernicheks of this world. Yeah, I, I saw quite a lot of Darlow at, at Nottingham Forest, and uh, I liked him. I thought he was good. Um, but I do think uh, Dubravka has, has kind of added something a bit more, you know, uh, maybe the defenders around him are feeling a bit more comfortable. And, you know, that can happen. I think Rafa was always looking for a goalkeeper, wasn't he, really? So, um, you know, it looks like he's, he's found one that, uh, that, that he likes. Yeah, I think um, when you look at Dubravka, I must admit, I, the only thing he can go on is the, uh, some of the coverage he... Um, you know the, the past performances. I think when he came to, he played against against Scotland, 
and I, I saw like a couple of snippets about of, of him there. But he commands the area. He talks well. He, he gets the players, you know, focused. And I think the, the amount of shouting he did against against um, Man United, and obviously in training, the players have really um, been emboldened by the fact that you've got a good goalkeeper. The, the, the defense should play better, and that's been borne out. Like I, I must admit, three games on the bounce, especially the one on the, on Saturday, it was the Saturday's performance. I must admit, it was a supreme performance. Like to bully uh, Leicester City, who you know, well, last yeah. two seasons ago won the won the whole shebang, didn't they? So, um, and it's watching the way they played it. Even afterwards, when you see Rafa Benitez, you know, talking to his players and. Even though they're celebrating, he's telling them the mistakes they made. It's quite, it's quite amazing, really. <laughs> but that's Rafa for you, isn't it? Listen, not many teams go to Leicester and, and do that. And I love the sequence of tackles. I forget yeah, how many it was in a row. Exactly. Was it nine or, yeah. nine or ten tackles in a row? I mean, <laughs> fantastic to watch. Um, and you know, like I say, if 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 I was if I was one of the Newcastle players, hearing that everyone thought I was championship standard, then I'd be wanting to mm. <laughs> prove everybody wrong. And I think, you know, a few of them might be doing just that now. And, and that defence is looking a bit more settled now. And good to see a local boy in it as well, because I saw a fair bit of him when he was on loan at St. Mirren a few years ago. I'm glad to see Paul Dummett going well. Yeah, don't, it's interesting, actually. For years, he was absolutely hammered. Like, I've never known... <laughs> like, I must say, I've never known one player... Because he, I think when you look at him, obviously when he St. Mary, when he went to St. Mary, was he a left back or was he was he actually a def, like a defensive central central defender? Yeah, well, he was a left back when when I saw him play, and um, you know he seems to be holding down that position now. But you know another one who might face competition if uh, Rafa's ever able to, you know, reinforce his squad a little bit more than he has been able to lately. Yeah, I think it, obviously I, I, it was on on Sky Sports, wasn't it? That uh, Mike Asher did his uh, did his chat with uh, David Craig. But um, the the one thing I could I can never quite understand um, the fact the little things that count, isn't it, Ian? When you look when you look at the fact that he had to kind of beg and beg Mike Ashley on the the second last day to say, right, listen, I need I need these players, these two or three players. Just to, and he had to, you know, he had, to, had to get the physique on the phone and say, "Listen, I need them." But it's amazing, isn't it? Football is all about. Well, you would know this, wouldn't you? Well, football is all about getting players in, making mistakes, having to replace those players, make mistakes. That's the problem with a model that you, you're trying to make money on a on a team that on any team that um, you know to to try and make make it better, but. You've got to make mistakes. You've got to bring in players that, you know, that sometimes won't have, won't work. And I think probably the Leicester the Leicester team, when they won when they won the when they actually won the whole shebang, they spent so much money on Slamani. What when it, when it comes to Slamani, do you think that would be was a good fit for Newcastle? Obviously, he's just um, played 15 minutes, but you know, oh, you, yeah. What's your well, thoughts I, on him? Because he looks electric, doesn't he? I saw quite a lot of him when he was at Sporting Lisbon, and we, I did, did for some reason, I did quite a lot of their games in the uh, Champions League, and he was, you know, phenomenal and, and a good watch and scored goal, great in the air. I think, you know, he, he could be, he could be good for Newcastle. It's a shame he's been injured for so long, and, and he's only going to play a small part now. But he's the sort of player that I think the fans will take to there because he gives his absolute all, one hundred percent. 
and his goal scoring record. I know, I know, in Portuguese league is obviously you know it's the Portuguese league, but in any country he's still got to score the goals, and he certainly did that for Sporting Lisbon and in the Champions League as well. And I, I don't know, I quite like him. I think he's, uh, I think he could bring something to the party in Newcastle. Actually, I did think Newcastle would get beat on Saturday before even the ball was kicked. I thought, well, you know, they're, they're such a, a di- dynamic team, and you know, with Mares and the like, and when, when you watch them, when you watch them play. But I must admit, when you look at the way Newcastle are set up and the way they're set up, I thought it would have been it, it kind of it would have been it's a ni- it was a nice balance of a game. And but th- th- but those sequence of of passes. It, it looks fantastic, and I must be. I was I was jumping up and down myself watching the tackles. But you can under, I can understand what Rafa said afterwards. He said, "Yeah, but we kept on losing the ball, <laughs> so, so we had to try. Yeah. We had to put in a bit more effort to try and get it back." But it's like um, it's it's one of them things, isn't it? But like with, with the fact that they've they we've been such a uh, up and down team the la- the last couple, especially in the yeah. in the in the Premier League. Um, what, what do you think Newcastle need to do? It's like uh, when it comes to the the takeover, uh, you, you always keep on hearing there's, it's one. There's only one, uh, you know, one name in there. Uh, are you surprised that there's only one name? You, you, you think Newcastle's essentially the last giant stand, and I think would you agree? But, yeah, that's the one thing that has surprised me in recent times. Where Mike actually obviously, you know, wants to wants to move on, is that there, there haven't been more takers. When you look at the size of the club and the potential and, you know, guaranteed full house every home game. Um, yeah, it surprises me that there, there hasn't been uh, more interest in, you know, when, when you consider that so many clubs now uh, have been bought by foreign owners and the like. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit surprising that, that nobody has come in as yet. And, you know, maybe it will happen soon. I think it will be best for everyone that, that you know, we, we, everyone can finally move on from the saga. Um, and, you know, I just hope there's a bright future ahead. I just keep saying to people, wouldn't it be, just imagine what it'd be like if Newcastle did actually win something. You know, if it was a league cup or something, just what it would be like. <laughs> anything. It would just be fantastic, wouldn't it? Well, you'd take anything, yeah, after so long. But just imagine if, if like, Rafa was the manager, for example, who, who brought a trophy there. Just imagine what the whole city would be like. And, you don't get that in many cities around the country, you know. It's not like that in a lot of places because a lot of the new stadiums as well, it can be a bit quiet, you know. The mm-hmm. fans don't make much of a noise and you couldn't really say that about the Newcastle fans. I think uh, the, the the one thing I always thought, I thought, well, you know, it wouldn't take much for it to, to get, um, to, to invest in the club. Um, you know, I think uh, we make less revenue than any other club, I think, in Europe. That the, he actually made a loss, which is unheard right. of, especially with the the fact that you uh, you can get in all these sponsors. To you know, I've looked at the board. There isn't that many sponsors Newcastle have, but for obviously the main sponsor is the guy that that owns it. But um, the interesting thing I've found is the the Kennedy factor. Obviously, all these players have come in, but yeah. uh, Kennedy's just come in, and it's funny, isn't it? it? It took so long to get him to come in, and there's you know we, we didn't quite know if we we're going to get him, and then. They had to wait for Chelsea to buy somebody. If they did buy, I don't even remember if they did buy somebody. But he's an interesting player, isn't he? Because um, I think it um, because he is kind of a offensive defensive player. It's nice to mm. see a, a player like that. Uh, you know, when he, I'm sure I saw him against Huddersfield. He was he was prone to temper. But uh, 
that's he comes across as a as a as a player that Rafa Benitez must be over the moon. He's got somebody that would go forward and go back. What's what's your thoughts on him? Because it it looks like Newcastle have got a great option to buy him for around twelve to fourteen million. Well, if if that happens, I think that'll be a bit of a bargain because there is um, there's something about him I quite like. Him. I didn't see much of him at uh, Chelsea. Well, he never got in the team most, did he? But um, I've obviously seen him having done a few Newcastle games lately, and I, and I like him. And yeah, he's got a bit of spiky about him, hasn't he? He gets he gets a bit involved. He's got a bit. Well, I wouldn't say a nasty streak, but there's a little bit of that in him. But you know. The good players all need that, don't they? And you know, again, the, the sort of player that uh, Rafa has obviously identified could make the, contribu- the kind of contribution that he has, mm-hmm. and also, you know, a, a player that I think the fans would take to. And yeah, a little bit of a temper there, but you know, a lot of good players have that, don't they? Yeah, I was going to ask you. You know, when it comes to the, you know, the two players have been looked at for England duty, um, which I'll be surprised if they get in, especially. I remember when, what's your th- thoughts on John Joe Shelby? Because I must say, when he came, well, he was booed when he came on. <laughs> when he, when he yeah. was there. And plus you got, you got Lascelles, who's, I was, he was, well, he came from Nottingham Forest, the same as Dollar, didn't he? But he, he's essentially come from nowhere too. Yeah, I quite like Lascelles. I think he's, uh, he's rock solid, you know. He, he looks like a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I've seen him play, like I say, I've only ever seen Newcastle lose one set of games this season, so <laughs> you know I seem to pick the good ones. But um, I like the cells. I think he's, uh, you know, he, he he looks like a pretty solid defender. Maybe not one to mm-hmm. bring the ball out too much, but he'll certainly mm-hmm. get it away for you. Whether he'll make England, I don't know. I think Tar- Tarkovsky at Burnley has been uh, excellent all campaign, and uh, I think he'll. Uh, He'll be getting in the squad. Uh, but it is an area that they're not uh, over-blessed with, as far as England are concerned. But I, I suppose if he was going to get a chance, he would have he would have had one by now. Mm. Um, and Shelby, yeah, I mean, you know, he can pick out a pass, can't he? And you look mm. at England sometimes and you think, really, have they, have they actually got anyone who can do it like he does it? And yes, I know there's the questions about the red cards. But, you know, I think if you're at a World Cup, you know, yes, it could happen. He could have another flashpoint or a mad moment. But, you know, he's more likely to pick out a few decent passes that could help the team. So I, I'm not convinced it's too late for him yet. I think he's still got a chance of sneaking in there, but it's all down to what Gareth Southgate thinks. Yeah, I think when you when you look at... The, it's actually, when you look at the history of Newcastle and the fact that players from Newcastle, they've never got a look in. I remember Gascoigne. Hmm. Gascoigne... Harold is the, the genius of, you know, when he played for all the clubs that he played for in Scotland and England and everything. But he never got, he never had one cap on his Newcastle, a Newcastle player. Chris Waddle, I believe, I'm not sure if he played for Newcastle. Uh, I think he went, I think it was Spurs again when he got looking, but he had four years. The same as Peter Beardsley. There's so many players yeah. that they don't look I just think they. I never realised that you're sounding a bit paranoid there, but maybe you're right. Yeah, it is. I never realised realize that actually. That's that because the thing is, when you consider when you consider how good Gaza was, you know, and and, and Bottle, you know, mm. from an early age. That's the thing. Even Batty, Batty got in. I think he got in in the England squad when he played for Newcastle, but that's because he had already played for Blackburn and so on and so forth. So he was kind of regular. But when you when you that's the problem, isn't it? When you the thing that surprises me. When it look when it comes to Gareth Southgate, especially was Middlesbrough manager for a while, you know, a few years mm. ago. But when it but he was being linked with Newcastle, 
and I'm sure that at the time, and I'm sure he would have cut his right arm off to to come and to come and think of the team. But it's really, really strange that the Newcastle's all well, the northeast in general has always been classed as a hotbed of football. They're the ones with the passion. When you look at uh, the only, obviously the only player that Newcastle who've got in the team is a Jody, That's Paul Dummett. And the the fact yeah. that the the academy, I think is it. I think when you watch the game, it, we we want a lot of players to come from the, ca- the academy, but it it doesn't seem to be happening. It's, it's 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 a real strange thing, is it? Because I think because of the fact that we're, we're always going abroad, we we need. It's very like I, there's so many players that fell. Like Michael Chopper was a prime example. Uh, he mm-hmm. was supposed to be the next best thing. Um, I think if it, if Chopra had the same pace as what Owen did when he was younger, he he may have had a chance. But the, the, this league, you have to have pace, and that tips to the next point. When it, when you look at um, Mitrovic, uh, what's your what's your thoughts on him? Because it's funny, isn't it? Rafa, Rafa said when he went to to Fulham, okay, I I I can see I can he should look to get twenty goals, and he scored. I think he scored nine, isn't he? But yeah. A lot, he did, I must say he divides such a lot of opinion, obviously, again, because the attitude when it comes to kicking out and putting your arm in somebody's face, especially the, the West Ham game. He's one of these players that, you know, it's, it sounds awful, but the guy's going to the World Cup. But the reason he's scoring goals is because he may have found his level. Uh, yeah, maybe. Although I, I can't say I quite liked him when I, when I saw him play for Newcastle. I quite mm. liked him. And yeah, I know he's, uh, you know, he, he was a record waiting to happen for a, a long, long time, wasn't he? And, and possibly still would have been. But um, I, I, I kind of liked him when, when, he, when he played for Newcastle. Rafa obviously wasn't keen. And let's be honest, Newcastle haven't exactly missed him, have they? I mean, you know, they've done well since, since the uh, turn of the year. Um, yeah, I've often wondered. What, I mean, most, it seemed to me like most of the fans quite quite liked him. Is that right, or was it fifty fifty? Well, we like the we like the we like the the passion. I think when he yeah. turned around, and I think remember what he scored. A, I think he scored a goal at home, and the the song came on. Mitro's on fire, you know, and and it was like a song that went with it. And he loved it. He turned around. The fans were like jumping up and down and giving him praise and stuff. But obviously yeah. he's, a, he's a young lad. He's like twenty three, twenty four, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, you, and I, I think they've been so. I think because Rafa is one of these people, he wants pace in the team. And yes. when, but the thing is, uh, people disagree with me on this bit. But to me, you've got to set your team up to suit the suit the obviously the team. But when it comes to strikers, you've got to also set your team up to suit the striker. Now he yeah. never really played and. Even when things were dire straits, he wouldn't play him. And no. I think for a couple of seasons now, he's wanted rid of him in a couple of windows, and it just yeah. never happened. And I think uh, the fact that you know we didn't we didn't want to lose money on him. Uh, no, he, he looks good, but uh, he's, you probably saw him scoring goals for Fulham. But he oh, did, he fun, yeah, I mean, yeah, they got a chance of still going up automatically. I think Fulham as well. You know, they could actually pick Cardiff and and go up automatically. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Rafa obviously hasn't been keen, and I think you know in everything that Rafa has done at Newcastle, you, you kind of have to uh, trust his judgment, don't you? Yeah, you have to. The one thing you probably you probably saw when it comes to the fan base is the only manager that I've seen uh, that can calm down a whole city. I yes. think with, we had Bob, we had Bobby obviously in charge there. We've had the acrimony of of Pardew. What's your thoughts on Pardew before we talk about Rafa? Uh, he, I think it'll be a sh- it'll be it'll be shocking if he ever gets a 
Premier League gig again. Obviously, yeah, I know with Sky Sports, but it, it, it's he's one of these he's one of these managers that I must admit when he left Newcastle, I thought you know what he's going to go to Crystal Palace. He's, he's played for them. He's got that affinity, and I must admit I did think he would because you know I think when he first came to Newcastle, the players have raved about his coaching and his yeah. management skills because he you know he left with Chris. When Chris Hutton was unfairly sacked, but what's your thoughts on him? Because it must be, it must be, you know, nobody likes getting sacked, but he's been sacked with such regularity. It, it obviously hurt him going forward, won't it? Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. But um, you know, I, I quite like Pards actually because mm. I, I knew him when he was at Reading years ago, and I was commentating on the Championship. Mm. So I've kind of followed his career and kept in touch with him. And his actual overall record over the years is actually pretty good. I know it hasn't gone well in recent times, but mm. I don't think he did too badly for Newcastle, in fairness. Um, and yeah, I mean, going into West Brom was always going to be a tad tricky, the state they were in. I mean, mm. they've, they've looked like a team heading down from a very early point in the season. Um, you know, everything just seems to have gone stale there. And I think he's gone in and tried to shake it up. I mean... I saw something about the West Brom players not, not liking the fact that he was a little bit abrasive with them. Well, I think the manager's got every right to have a little pop, pop at them. Yeah. But uh, maybe in this day and age, you know, some players take umbrage about that. But uh, personally, you know, I, I like him. As I say, I, I know him. And, um, you know, I, it, overall record is not the worst, you know, not the worst. But where he, he goes next, I don't know. I think I've always heard about him. I've obviously a couple of, of I have no I have journalists on the show all the time. And the one thing uh, Alison Bend always said that when she had to talk to one of his players, uh, I, I, can't, I think it was Crystal Palace at the time, that they always said uh, when it, when it came to getting knowledge on the player, he would always turn around and say, "Listen, this, this is what he's like. This, you know, he's a bit you know a bit shy and this type of thing." But he'd always give the the, the reporter inside information so it'd be it would make the, the the player feel a bit more comfortable because you know what it's like these days if you say something you know the wrong way it can, it can be mis it can be taken a completely other thing so i think he, he's he was heartless in the right place i'm probably going to get pelters for that one yeah. but um, well, i think he probably was yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he's always right. in the right he was in the right place but i think if you the one thing i always thought about pardew when you when he left the, the, there's many jobs that he's that he's had and the fact that he's been he was not lot not long ago he's been linked with England because they wanted yep. somebody not I wouldn't say abrasive but they need that type of you know type of personality sometimes and when you look at him he's been heavily linked I just I just thought at the time you know what you've done a he's worked for so many English clubs he should have gone abroad he should have looked to go abroad because if you're going to pick up skills yes. or different different ways of thinking um, you you should you have to go abroad and that's the problem isn't it. How many managers do you know? Well, well, that have left England, that are at a top level to go abroad. I can't even think of one. Just mm, in, the, in the last not, year. Not that Potter. many. No, no, no. That, that generally doesn't happen these days, does it? I think um, Graham Potter's the only one, and he's doing great things doing, in uh, in Norway. He'll, he'll probably end up back in. I mean, he could be a contender for West Brom. You know, having, uh, having I think he was a player there, wasn't he? So he could be a contender there. That's why um, I never understood West Brom because you've now got Darren Moore. I, I think he's taken over uh, from Pardew. Um, you know, th- that's the thing is you've got a guy with affinity. But isn't it strange when it came to the transfer window, Newcastle? I remember when Newcastle being linked with Daniel Sturridge. I remember that link, and it was like, oh, it's 
you know, he's he's going to Newcastle um, for talks, and I must admit, my heart started jumping. And it's never jumped in a while, I've got to tell you that. But it comes to the fact that he might be injured all the time. Excitement. Or? Excitement, yeah. because I thought, you know, that player, there's a, there's a really good player in there, um, but there I must is without say, a shadow of a doubt, but we never, we hardly ever see him, do we? You know, but that's I know it's not his fault, but you know, he's just always injured. Always injured, and the 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 fact I must admit, even I remember when um, Jurgen Klopp was talking about him, um, he was always saying, "Well, he's always injured. He, he's always picking up. He he always felt like it was in the player's mind that he was he, he was carrying knock. He, he would want to mistrain mm. him this way." But that's about man management, isn't it? And when you look at all the Liverpool players. They fight for Jur- for for Jurgen Klopp. You can't yes. like with Alan Pardew. You'll never get players fight for him unless it's. Let's be honest. He did well at Crystal Palace when he went in. The one game after game after game. But you know, maybe if you see him in the future, I think he should go abroad because, or even if you know, he's going to get he's going to get opportunities because you know he's the type of, type of person that will appear on TV and go to Dubai and be on beyond all sorts of programs but I, I could never understand why he did go abroad just just to you know it, it could be a, a little club small big club at least he can uh, you know, grow uh, and find out a bit more but that's that's just my opinion yeah maybe maybe that might be something for the future for him I mean he's still you know he's not the oldest is he so it still could happen for him um, and you know maybe he'll get another job in this country I, I don't I, I think he's far from finished on the managerial front but He's quite eloquent and uh, mm. interesting to speak to and to hear from. I mean, he was on a pundit on Sky Sports before yeah. he got the West Brom job, so yeah. who knows? He might be with us again soon. We'll see. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> they, always, they, always, they always end up being the, the one thing I've got before I've, I've got to let you go because you got you got you're going out with the wife. But uh, Ray uh, Wilkins, um, you know, I obviously with, with Ray, uh, he was predominantly with Chelsea and. Manchester United and um, I, the one thing I'll say about him when I heard about obviously I, I, I kind of knew he was going to die when he had the heart attack because he obviously he's had um, issues in the past with his health but um, when that I don't know if you heard but the soldier um, rang into TalkSport yeah I did oh God, great story that. unbelievable well I say unbelievable, but having worked with Ray quite a few times, he's actually not that unbelievable because that's the sort of guy that Ray was. And it was a wonderful story. Now, you know, he, he essentially essentially saved this guy, you know, in the initial part of what he did. And then other people helped him. But um, listen, I, I remember doing the first ever commentary with Ray as my co-commentator. And after about 10 minutes in his company, I felt like I'd known him for 20 years and I was his best mate. <laughs> and he was mm-hmm. like that with absolutely everybody. If you look at all the stories, they're all very similar about Ray. Um, everyone basically has the same kind of story, whether you played with him, whether you were coached under him or whether you worked with him in the media as, as we did. Um, honestly, an, an absolute gentleman and an, an absolute one-off guy. Yeah, I must admit, when I heard that story, and you know, he had so much passion, isn't he? I, I remember obviously when I watched him mainly when he played for England, and um, you know, he, he had he was just he was such a great passer of the ball, wasn't he? He just he just seemed to have that. And when he when he when he came out of yeah, he came, and he got sent off. I couldn't believe he got sent off when he when he was uh, playing for England. Like most, I never the the guy you never saw anything like that, and all of a sudden he got sent off 
in in the World Cup. There was an awful day of that, but you know he's he's left such a great legacy, and uh, you know that the you know I I think I heard various clubs shouting his name, and you know it was just if you're going to go, it's a great way to be loved, isn't it? Well, the every club is the same, and every every set of supporters was the same about Ray because they all appreciated what a, a tremendous talent he was as a player. I mean, amazing that he used to get sorted for passing the ball sideways. And, I noticed a few of his former teammates said he was ahead of his time. Just keep him yeah. and then, and then when he could pick out the pass, he'd pick out the pass. Um, I remember watching him playing for England as I grew up, and um, also at Man United when he uh, he scored that goal in the cup final and wheeled away. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I mean, you know, an extraordinary career when you consider that he went to Milan as well, and then he was oh. at Rangers. I remember I was working in radio for Capital Radio in London when he was at QPR, so I did a few games there. Uh, and I know mean, he must have been mid thirties by then, if not. If in fact he might have been even older than that, <laughs> he was still running a few games, you know, still bossing it. And uh, I like the fact that all the younger players said, you know, if they ever did anything in a game, he'd always go up to them and say, "Hey, well done, lad, well done, you got a chance," and all that. You got a chance. And that's just typical of the man. Uh, a really, a really sad loss because he was uh, he was some guy. Exactly. Thanks so much, Ian. It's been a pleasure having you on, and I'll let you go and have your dinner now. And but thanks so much for coming on. We'll we'll catch you some other time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. I, I enjoyed the chat, and I hope to get a Newcastle game again soon to keep up my good run of <laughs> and them. I hope so. That'd be wonderful. Cheers, mate. Thank <laughs> you. Cheers, fella. Take care, mate. Bye bye. Well, a great chat with Ian Crocker. First time on on Toon Talk. I'm sure we have him back in the future. But I'll bring in my next guest this evening, and it's Andrew Murdy. How are you? Excellent, Andrew. Excellent. How are you? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. Well, it was a tremendous weekend for Newcastle. Did you see that coming? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, would have been, uh, I would have been over the moon with a point, let's be mm. honest. Um, but to, to get three points, I mean, I thought we were pretty much safe after the, um, after the Huddersfield game, but I think that's just made, it, made us totally safe now. There's there's a ten point gap now, isn't there? And there's not going to be a ten point swing. Uh, thirty eight points is not, you know, it, you're not going to get relegated on thirty eight points. And we've got winnable games to come as well. You know, Arsenal not not great at the minute. West Brom, Everton, Watford, they are they are they are games where we can pick up points. But it was just a, it was just a tremendous tremendous uh, uh, performance. The, the the work rate, the desire, the commitment. Just I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a, uh, there's a video yeah. doing uh, doing the rounds and it's just flying into tackles and it's mm. just it's so heartwarming to see and and they deserve all all the praise and all uh, and all the credit because they've, they've they've been great. They really have and and they deserve it. They deserve another season in the in in, in the Premier League. I think um, the one thing I, I took from that there was so many. Passes being led astray in that <clears> sequence of of match of sequence of, of play when it was it was going from player to player, but the fact that there were fifty fifty and we were actually winning most of those tackles, we yeah. do, when you get, like it's probably the one time you can watch Newcastle and you never quite know what you're going to get, but from minute one we dominated them, and oh, not many absolutely. not many clubs they were to me they were very lucky to get that goal. I can see why it was conceded when you look at it. You know, should the keeper come? Should he not? But um, when you see it, um, you know that you've you begrudged you begrudged them scoring it. But because it's typical, you're thinking, "Oh God, this is going to be Bournemouth all over." 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, I have to say that that definitely went through my mind when I was listening to it. I thought, oh no, two two. I mean, I, like I said, I would have taken a point, but um, to play so well and to be two nil up to throw it away would have been disappointing again. But we, you know, we're held on, and apart from that, that that goal is scored. Mm-hmm. Parker really didn't have much to do. Um, you know, it, it was a. It was unfortunate that that, that uh, the way the goal went in because it was kind of was it a header towards goal was it a header across goal mm-hmm. it was kind of like he was in no man's land a bit but you know uh, we conceded we we'll, won we'll, we'll the game you know and, and and it was great I mean you have to remember this team was uh, was the Premier League champions as well uh, two seasons ago and uh, to go there away from home where we, where we don't have a good record. I think the last time we won at Leicester was uh, 1999, I think it was. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, it was, uh, they were just great. But now we can go into the last six games, I think it is, confident and relaxed now that, that we are safe. And, and, we'll, and we'll see where we We'll see where it takes. Well, we'll see where we end up. I mean, I can say we're finishing 10th. I really can because there's no way we're not going to we're not going to pick up points. We are going to get up, get get points somewhere, you know. So, yeah, I think it was. Happy yeah, it was. It was. It was great when when you when you watch. Um, I've been a bit of a. Well, I've been kind of against Perez playing Newcastle's team, but the, the obviously it was a massive mistake the, uh, between Morgan and the goalkeeper when it, when it came mm-hmm. to the second goal. But uh, yeah. to to watch it and then to see him put it away so wonderful. It was, you know. The, these things have been going against us for for a long, long time. But you know, yeah. they they couldn't handle. You know, they, I was a bit worried when you when you look at the fact that he Gales missed a few chances, especially against Huddersfield. <laughs> but then when we actually from minute one, like that, even for the first goal, the fact that he you know had such vision and control of the ball, Shelby, and he put he put it in the back of the net, and um, you know the, we set the tone early, often. And uh, they didn't quite. When you watch it, they didn't quite understand. They didn't quite know how how to handle it because they were they're the ones that normally play. They set the tone. They they want the ball more than this. They they have the pace. And it's funny. Ever since the the victory, uh, they're, they're now saying that um, Pule, the the Leicester manager, is is under pressure from the players. The way that he's uh, setting them up. And but I find that quite ironic. When uh, you know the the winning back the winning back to back games, uh, home and away, like it's not like they've they've had a dip in form. The only reason no. they had a dip in form because they played Newcastle United. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was just thinking that um, I thought I thought Leicester were in quite a good run of form um, uh, before the weekend. Like um, mm, yeah, I mean he has been coming under some criticism, um, but he dour. Yeah. Uh, he is a bit dour, but he's done a good job there. You know, I mean. Um, but get getting back to uh, to Iosi Perez, I mm. I agree with you. I mean, I wasn't his biggest fan, but you have to say his performances the last three or four games have been outstanding. He's really stepped it up, and uh, the thing is, we don't have anybody else really to play in that number ten, so mm. you have to play him. But but his performances have have really you know he 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 stepped it up and his goals have been crucial and he's got some he's, some crucial assists as well he's been he's been creating goals as well so you know well done to him but 
in the summer, I would still like to see we get a better quality number 10, mm. and, and but the priority's got to be to get a 20-goal striker because you stick a 20-goal striker on top of what, what we've already got, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be all right uh, next season as well, I think. I think with the, the fact that um, we're being linked, uh, obviously with, with the takeover again, when it comes to the fact that we really haven't been um, you know, missing that 20-goal striker, the mm. fact that we we're never going to get the money from Magas, it's, it's never going to happen, is it? But the, the well, fact that he's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I don't think it's a coincidence that these uh, stories yeah. have resurfaced when we started winning games and kind of secured our Premier League lives because mm. we've always known it was this takeover was Premier League dependent. You know, they wouldn't have come back in if we got rele- if we were to get relegated. Um, that that would have been that would have been a disaster. But now that um, now that we're safe, you can expect more and more stories. I I, I think and uh, and now um, now that we are going to be a Premier League club, Stavely and Cole probably up their bit of what Ashley wants because you know the ball's now in um, now in their course. You know. Well, I'm going to bring in my next uh, next guest this evening. It's Lee Johnson. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Very good. Hello, Lee. All right. It's Andrew McMurdy and obviously Lee Johnson. So, so tell me, Lee. Obviously, <laughs> we, me and uh, Andrew just talking about the fact that um, you know the, the takeover is coming up, and I have to be clear on this because it seems to have you know I've read people talking about John Richardson about the the the, the mirror story. John Richardson is always, always about Newcastle United. His heart, it, it's got unbelievable heart when it comes to wanting the great things. He talks with Rafa Benitez as well. So the fact that this story has come out, it's, it's not a surprise, but it's also coming from a, a, a top journalist who gets the news and he's all, he did, all he did was share it. And I've, I've, I've read people trying to, uh, you know, say bad things about them that they've got no idea what they're talking about when, when you've got somebody that will come out with a story he knows what's going on what did you think what did you think about the story uh, Lee and I'll get it to Andrew um, I, I, I mean to be honest Andrew I, I think I'm going to struggle to believe anything because uh, yeah. I remember it was done dusted last December um, I remember literally jumping for joy I even, uh, even agreed to buy other lasses at work a drink because I thought it was getting ahead so I ended up out of pocket because of that uh, and you know, like I said, I only believe. <laughs> I, only, I, I have a tendency only to believe things once the red but once the, um, the yellow ball flashes on the sky. And if you remember mm-hmm. rightly, the yellow ball flashed about fifty times, telling us the deal was done, um, mm-hmm. and then it didn't happen. So I'm very, I'll be very, very reluctant to believe anything. But I do believe I know that three hundred million for this current Newcastle United, the way it's set up with the manager, is an absolute bargain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Andrew? I totally agree. And um, and now that we are safe in the Premier League, you'll probably see Stavely and Co come back and give Ashley the money he wants now. Um, it's uh, it's huge. I can't overstate how important it is that we it's were to stay in the Premier League this season. Like you know, because without it, this takeover wouldn't have happened or won't happen. I think it will, but it wouldn't have happened if uh, we'd gone down. Well, I think it'll happen. I think, Lee, obviously, the performance on Saturday, it was such a supreme performance. The fact that I expect us to lose, because I did think Leicester were going to brush us aside and play up-tempo football. They never Why? had a chance from the start, did they, really? Why? Why did you think that for? 
Have you not watched us? Have you not watched us? Have you not been watching us since, since we actually beat West Ham? We've actually, we've actually been growing confidence every game. And I think, that, like, I, like I said last week, is, um, you know, the you said we'd win, didn't you, Lee? Eh? You said we'd win last week, didn't you? I said 5 0, but obviously yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> but, like, but honestly, right, Newcastle's been. Because it's been playing well for quite some time, and the little point that I made last week, which you'll probably remember, Andrew, mm. I think a lot of people were focusing on the actual result when they left the ground instead of focusing on the actual performance when we mm. when we drew one one against Swansea or one one against this that and the other. And really, in essence, we should have been out of sight at half time. We could have been two, three, four nil up, mm. um, but we just basically didn't take the chances. We took the two chances we made on on Saturday, and really the goalkeeper. In 90 minutes, didn't make a save. He was he was disappointed with himself on the goal. You could tell he was because, to be honest with you, everything that normally comes in the box, he, he, he he's basically come and got. Um, but the way we controlled the game was absolutely remarkable. It's like there's a part of us what's in this group that doesn't even want to add to it. I just I love this group of footballers. I, you know, they literally they, they work so hard for the shirt and what it means, and it's it's nice to see and. You know, after the game, I'm, I'm, I'm just laughing my head off at Rafa Benitez when all the players are trying to celebrate. Yeah. He's trying to tell them. He's walking around trying to tell them what they've done wrong. He's different yeah. little points. I thought oh, that was brilliant. I must admit. I was absolutely creased at that. But, but that's the thing, Andrew. This man's never off the clock, man. So if anyone thinks we're, we're safe or we're going to just settle for being safe, they're wrong. We will, we will fight tooth and nail for every point towards the end of the season. And I do actually think we'll pick up points because... Some teams will switch off. You know, Watford mm-hmm. in this world and things like that. We will not switch Definitely. off. We will go. We will go. The captain and um, Benitez will not allow us to switch off because at the end of the day, the higher you finish, uh, the more money you get. And at the end of the day, Benitez will have one eye on that because at the end of the day, if we still got this regime, he, yeah, you know, he's promised all the money he generates. So I suppose the high, the high league finish would help that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah, we're good. Oh, I was going to bring in uh, Chris Parry so you guys can talk uh, amongst yourselves, but I'll bring him in. Chris Parry, calling from the United States. Good evening, Chris. How are you? Mm-hmm. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. I'm doing great. And and I and your caller and, and, and I, we both we both picked that Newcastle was going to win. Remember? <laughs> I mean, you asked me, and I said I said that I don't I don't I'm not thinking about a tie. Newcastle's playing so well that I wasn't thinking about a draw. I mean, I was going. I I don't think that. I said that I said that they could they could match up with everybody in the league and they proved that again on Saturday. You know, not maybe not Man City and I think Liverpool's flying high right now. They're at a different level. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in seeing what happens with Arsenal. If Arsenal's even gonna I mean if Newcastle can uh, can take Arsenal out, that'd be kinda nice. But uh, but no, they're they're one of the top teams in the EPL right now with a with a championship roster and it's full credit to Rafa Benito. I was gonna say that I was gonna say that uh, Lee when it when it comes to the fact that it's being classed as a, a championship roster, but as I explained to, to Ian Crocker uh, earlier, it's, the thing is you don't buy players that, and give them five-year contracts to players that are just going to be for one season and then kick them out. Uh, what do you think, Lee, and I'll get to Andrew then back to Chris? Well, I think that if you bear in mind when we were in the championship last season, everyone, all the experts, are, you can't say he's doing experts with your fingers. Uh, we're basically saying that we were we were a Premier League we had a Premier League squad in the Championship. Yeah. And since we got promoted this season, we've got a champion squad, Championship squad in the Premier League. So uh, to be honest with you, I can't really keep up the date with them. I think 
the group of players, I think, um, it's quite disrespectful. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. you've got to bear in mind that at the time we had that particular bad run, it was at the height of when everyone was just basically talking about the takeover. And although Rafa Benitez said it didn't affect the team and, and things like that, I, it did. It did. It did. It affected the fan base as well because everyone was just bored stiff of uh, listening to the half room or something there. Um, and, I, and like I said, I think it's, um, it's disrespectful to this particular bunch of players. Um, they're all individually very good. I don't think the Premier League is as good as everyone makes out. I think if you take mm-hmm. the top, current top six outs, top six out, Newcastle adding a 15 to 20 goal centre forward next season is, and I'm telling you now, the best of the rest in this division because of the manager and what he's installed in this particular group of players. So, like I said, I think it's quite disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I, ca- mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Lee. And um, no, no disrespect to um, Chris uh, when you know when you you said it was a championship roster. I, I I really don't think it is. There are players in there who are questionable at, yeah. uh, in in the in the Premier League, like Dwight Gale. Is he is he going to get yeah. the goals? I'm not sure. But you go from back to forward, right? Dubravka is he a championship keeper? No. Is Lascelles a championship defender? No. Is Dumit a championship defender? No. Uh, Chelsea. But Dumit's the best uh, defender in the whole world. Well, <laughs> there's not many better left backs than him. I haven't seen many this season. Um, Marino, yeah, is he a championship player? Our, no. This was our this was our argument for why they didn't spend money is because yeah. we thought that they had they didn't have a good enough roster. So we can't have it both ways. Yeah, we can't true. say good that point. the roster is all of a sudden yeah. EPL quality and then get mad that we didn't that we didn't spend money to improve the roster. They're showing oh, that they're EPL quality. We certainly need to still invest, uh, Chris. There's no doubt about that. that tour. You know, there's, there's key positions which have been left untouched. Imagine yeah. how, imagine again, how, imagine how good this current team could be with, let's see, uh, more pressure by signing mm-hmm. a number 10 yeah, and also true. a centre-forward who maybe guarantees you 15 goals in the Premier League. Newcastle, yeah. ele- Newcastle instantly, in my view, elevate themselves above the likes of maybe Everton and towards Leicester. You know what I mean? Agree. Yeah, they're, I way, agree. they're definitely they're a Europa side if they can get a guy that can put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, if Suleiman, I don't know if Suleiman going to stay or if he's just, uh, you know, kind of, if Leicester's going to take him back because he's so expensive, I don't know. But, I mean, there's no doubt. They need a number 10 and they need a goal. If they can get that, uh, yeah, I think it's a, I think the sky could be the limit. I think uh, yeah. the thing about Suleimani, I would love. I must be. I think we'd all agree. We'd love for him to start on Saturday. I think. I think you will. Yeah. I, you I'm, will. I, I'm not 100% sure because I think you can imagine Kennedy in him linking up quite well, especially with the speed he's got. But because we've only had 50 minutes of um, you know seeing Slamani and then he obviously didn't play, but you can't really drop. I know you're saying uh, you'll play Saturday, but you can't really. That's the third week in a row he's played a he's played a winning team now you can't really uh, on the basis of of person that's been on 15 minutes uh play him from the start uh i'll give that one to lee Dr. Benitez can do what he wants mate <laughs> he will he will basically watch um the players in Jordan this week and decide if he believes Simone is the best the best player to go against them um, arsenal and i'll tell you what andrew to what I've seen in 20 minutes, the Arsenal back four will absolutely detest him. So, if you're going to play an Arsenal team who I think's got a bit of a soft centre at this particular moment in time, I can't, I can't think of anyone better to play 
was, he, he looked brutal when he came out against Huddersfield. Big, strong, powerful, quick. Mm-hmm. So the Arsenal back four will not like playing against him whatsoever. But of course, I understand your point about not changing the winning team and things like that. Dwight Gale certainly doesn't deserve to be taken out of the team. His work rate's been absolutely mm-hmm. exceptional. But at the end of the day, if Samani's full of foot and fit and Newcastle are looking for more points, who would I rather start currently? I'll probably, yeah, probably start Samani. He's a £30 million centre forward and I haven't had that kind of luxury for a long, long time. Uh, no, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it, he's there, so you might as well see what he's got. I mean, I don't think there's any disrespect to Gale. Uh, it's uh, guys. I want to go back and talk about one thing that happened in the match, and uh, and and and, uh, and Martin Hardy uh, in his story completely talked about it. As good as the goals were, how awesome was that one minute segment where there was like twelve slide <laughs> tackles in a row? You know, that, I yeah. mean, just, the just the guys just throwing themselves all over the place to try to keep, because Leicester showed, that, that was the one time where Leicester showed how good they can be, because they really were putting, trying to put pressure. They couldn't get the ball in the box, because Newcastle was playing so hard and playing so together and playing with such tenacity that they couldn't get anything going. It was fabulous. This and was the, best- the same team that we had the sign that said, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, you know, we don't want a team that, uh, you know, that wins, we want a team that tries. And my gosh, did they did they show that? And it, and it's pure full credit to Rafa Benitez and the players. The best thing about that, uh, Chris, was the fact that it was Christian Atsu who eventually made the free kick at the end. He thought, right, I'm having some of this, and he started pulling in. <laughs> the little the little man on the field, it was absolutely wonderful. That that just sums up this team. Yeah, and as think much Andrew... as Jose Perez drives us crazy, you know, he does seem to have some quality now. He put a great pass into Shelby. The, what a goal over uh, over Schmeichel! You know, at the time, I just thought it was just you know, okay, good. That's good. Now we can beat them two nil instead of two, you know, instead of one nil. But it turned out to be really big because Dubrovka made a huge mistake. That should never have even been even a chance. He should have just gone and just that looked a lot like uh, you know the goalkeeper before Dubrovka, which is why Dubrovka uh, was in. Yeah. He didn't command. He didn't command the box. Look, Andrew, what do you think? And I'll ask Khalid the same um, question. Yeah, to be fair to Dubravka, I think after that goal, he, he, he came and claimed about three or four did, crosses yeah. and really took the pressure yeah. off. He did. Um, yes, yeah, it did, was. Yeah. I, I said Andrew it was kind of like, was it a header on goal or was it a header across yeah. goal? It was kind of like in no man's land. So I can kind of forgive him for that. But I think um, I think we've got to give Dubravka the benefit of the doubt because he's he, he's been outstanding since he's come in and he's made a huge difference. There's no doubt, Andrew. No doubt, Andrew. It was a bit of a mistake, but like you said, after that he came and take, he took everything after that. Yeah. I think if you, that's the thing. You, when when you look at it, and I've seen it a couple of times, he couldn't have really got it because it was bending away from him. It wasn't like coming towards him mm-hmm. or in the middle. And when you watch it, it's bend away from him. And he kind of was thinking about going for it, but let's be, let's be honest, they should have not. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. They had to me. They were impotent all game. They didn't do anything really. Uh, they they didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve that goal. I think there's a, think there's a few things you can pick up on it. To be yeah. fair, the little the littlest man in the field yeah. won the header. Yeah. You know, got it was one of those things. I mean, the in in his own admission probably in his head was like, can't believe I never come and took that. I t- he mm-hmm. took everything. I mean, he's literally he's been a massive part of why we're keeping clean sheets because he's been amazing. We've got the cells and the other two lads probably on their toes. And the minute the ball comes in the box, lads, when I'm at St James at the minute because I'm level with the um, mm. 18 yards box, it's starting position. He comes and gets everything. 
and he would have been disappointed with that goal. There's no doubt about that. I think, hey guys, uh, what I think is kind of interesting is that, remember last year at this time, it was right after one of the worst officiating performances ever in the history of Newcastle. I forgot who the guy was. Remember, was referee, it was the was it? championship. It was just, yeah. he was awful. And to think that this, we, we got, we, you know, Newcastle got a bit of a break. I, I, when I saw Dummett's tackle, I was like, oh, uh, uh, are you yeah. kidding me? They've <laughs> dominated this team this entire game, and you just gave them a PK. Yeah, and the fact that the linesman didn't call it, I mean, it was almost like it was poetic justice for what happened a year ago with some of the most ridiculous calls in the world in that, in, you know, in that Newcastle match. Well, and they didn't I, deserve the penalty. Newcastle I, was the better team. I, but they should have been down to 10 men about 20 minutes before yeah. that, regardless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, with the, push, with the push to the face. If that had been Shelby, he'd have been off. Did you, not yeah. see, did you not see the Arsenal players sending off yesterday? It was actually a lot less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then again, Diami did kick someone in the groin, too, in the box, too, and that wasn't called a penalty kick either. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, when you, when you see things like that, and it's very, very quick, and it's, it, it doesn't come across to me that it's intent. And oh, no, 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 I know, I know. That's but why, you know, that's sometimes, why I didn't get sometimes called, when, you barge, when you barge into someone in the box, though, they give it, but my God, he, he hit him right square in the jewels. I was like, I must, oh, baby. I must admit, I must admit Lee, when you, saw, when you saw the tackle from, um, you know, Mares, it did look like a penalty, because I'm not even I, sure now, when you look at it again, if he actually got the ball. I don't think he did. Well, no, but he never touched Mares either, Lee, though. Mares yeah, was on, going on, over Lee. immediately. Yeah, Lee. I must yeah, admit, I've seen it about five or six times, and I, I can't, I actually can't physically tell on any of the replays if he actually touches them. Mm. I, I still, it doesn't matter what angle you should show, yeah, but it does, it, yeah. it does look like a penalty. But mm. to be honest with you, my my Paul Dummett wouldn't hurt anybody. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? It's, it's very much a. It was one of them things. As soon as you saw it, my I immediately went, "Oh, for God's sake!" I saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I saw it, I, when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh God, he's, he's, uh, it's a penalty." He knew I got away with one. Yeah, but I watched um, <clears throat> I watched Chris Kamara on uh, on goals on Sunday on Sunday morning, and um, he actually slowed it down to prove that Dummett foot rolled over the ball, and he actually won the ball. Oh, so okay. obviously that is with the benefit of super slow mo, but oh, in real time, you know I think we got away with one there. But yeah. like you say, um, that referee we're talking about was Keith Stroud. Um, yeah. I think he, him, him and his team were demoted for yeah. about three weeks after that. Uh, so yeah, I think it was poetic justice. Yeah, we don't always get the get the rub of the green with these um, with these decisions. We've had a grand total of one penalty all season. So, um, you know, I, th- I right. think what do you want, to be honest? I think on uh, Saturday, Chris, it's, sorry, Sunday, it sets up a hell of a game. To, especially if, if Samani does play, which I don't, I think he'd be on the sub bench, to be honest with you. But when you, didn't think we'd, you didn't think we'd win last night. <laughs> I knew you were going to come. That yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's, only two people on this, there's only two people on this call, or two people on this show, that picked Newcastle to win last. And they're both on right now. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think, uh, of the match on Saturday, Chris and I get to lean into and to Andrew, but what do you think? It's, it is set up a tremendous game, I must admit. The, the 40 points is there that Rafa wants. Um, part, of me thinks one, part of me thinks it could be a draw, but you know, the way that Arsenal set up, 
you know, they they uh, if we get, I think if we get at them, get in, you know, I think they, they've had a player sent off um, as well in Almania, I think. So, um, but they've got, they still got a very a tricky. They've got still a quite a good team, but uh, Mkhitaryan's out, and uh, it should be an interesting game. What's your thoughts on on that game, Chris? I think I think it could be a high scoring game too. I mean, if, I mean, it could be great for fans and you know tough for goalkeepers because you know Arsenal's defense has been really really shaky. So there's no doubt that Newcastle can get after them. But at the same time, I mean, Aubameyang seems to be is in terrific form. If you give him anything, he's been finding he's been putting it in the back of the net. So that so I could I could see like a two one I could see a three two I could see a four three cracker and I'd see every single scenario Newcastle winning. There, I said it. <laughs> Lee? Um, I, I think our record, well, off the top of my head, I actually can't remember the last time we beat Arsenal. I really can't. Yeah, I can't remember either. Away, I, I actually think it was with the day we won 1 0 and Robbie Solano scored, so that'll tell you if it's him. Oh my gosh, has it really been that long since yeah, the record We always think the tie, we always think the 4 4 was almost like a victory, but you're right, I, I, it was still a draw. Winning, winning against them, I, I honestly, uh, Chris, I absolutely can't remember. I think, I honestly think what the one I've just said there is the yeah, last time. I think time. it is. I, don't, I think Arsenal are absolutely there for the taking. I watched them again on um, Sunday, they just like, it looked like a bit of a soft centre. They've got mm-hmm. to go to Moscow on Thursday night. Yeah, um, he, he, made, he made a few changes, and I think he'll still have to play a strong level cause, eleven because at the end of the day they're only they're only four one up, and uh, the other team's got the away goal. So I, I want us in their faces from the off. I really do because uh, I do think they've got a massive soft centre. They don't like it up them. They don't like people getting stuck into them. So in terms of the um, our record against them, I think there's there's no better time to be playing them. I honestly feel we've got the we've got the um, a bit between our teeth, and I and I think we can beat them. I really think we can beat them. I'm not going to give another five nil scoreline, but yeah. I, I certainly think we can beat them. I don't see any reason why we actually can't. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, they're a very shaky team, Arsenal, at the moment. The fans seem to have. Uh, have, um, the fans have given up on them now. I think, uh, obviously, with, with uh, Arsene Wenger, it's, it's, um, they're, they're a bit of a basket case now. Uh, they're still a dangerous team, you know. They've got some good attackers like Abangi, Abangi, or whatever you yeah. can say. Uh, yeah. He, he's cup tied, so he probably, he'll probably start against us. So we'll have to watch him. But I, I, I would play Slovani from the start because they don't like players that, that are physical and get in amongst them and they are there for the take and they're, they've got a very soft underbelly um, and and if we, 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 I would approach a game like like uh, like we did against Manchester United just full steam ahead get in their faces physical you know tackling you know I think hey, Andrew, the one thing one thing is they've got to score goals, though. Don't you think? Yeah. That's the one thing I'd be worried about. If it's Somani, I feel a little bit better. But I'm all saying that they're going to score three goals. I mean, uh, Gale needs to Gale needs to hit the back of the net if they if they get the chance. I mean, Arsenal, like what Andrew just said, they're going to give them chances. We just they just have to put they just have to score, and they haven't been doing enough of that. Or our, our Newcastle will be playing for a Europa spot right now mm-hmm. instead of not worrying about you know just getting out of relegation fight. Well, well, that's the thing, is it? If they they're playing on Thursday. You can't imagine he's going to play most of that team. Uh, I think that what are they four one in front uh, going yeah. to Moscow? 
Yeah. yeah. So they're kind of through, but it's still a bit a bit tricky. So you have to play strongest. You have to play a strongest team anyway. He's got a, so, at the end of the day, Andrew. He's got all his eggs in one basket. They're going to the try. Well, that's his only way to make Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're yeah. trying to get in the. They're trying to get into the Champions League by the Europa League. So they've got mm. to play, play their strongest team. Yeah, true, true. Well, yeah, if, him, let me tell you something. If they lose that game, guys, then they are so for the taking on Sunday. Yeah, they are not going to care one bit, yeah. you know, about that about that match on Sunday if they lose if they blow that to Russia, uh, you know, in Russia. Well, I'm going to bring in my last guest this evening. It's John, a regular caller. Good evening, John. How are you? Good evening, I'm Andrew. Guys, how are we doing? I'm all right. I'm doing all right. good. Doing really well. So you must, be, you must be feeling good like everybody else is. Uh, Newcastle, very well, within touching distance of uh, safety of the 40 points that Rafa Benitez wants. But big game against um, uh, Arsenal coming up. But what a supreme performance on, on Saturday. Uh, you, must be, you, must, you must have you full of joy tonight. Do you know what, right? I mean, um, I think this year alone... Right, I mean, Rafa has done a magnificent job. He's an absolute genius. Yes, we only lost two games, right, but the players and um, the last few matches have been absolutely nothing short of fantastic. I mean, um, you've got um, players that's improved an awful lot. Players like Paul Dummett, Murdiami, John Joe Shelby, right? And even the one I don't like having a go at him, right, because he needs to step up, and that's um, Perez. But I tell you something, he certainly has stepped up to the plate. He really has worked hard. He's getting into the game, scoring goals. And um, Saturday's result was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, um, to get a win against a very good Leicester team was just absolutely fantastic. I thought Dummett was outstanding left back again. I think uh, the, start of the, the start of the match, like, I think because we, went, because we went straight at them, John, I don't yeah. think they could quite believe it. And the fact that we pinned them back quite quickly, and we we more or less took over the midfield, they didn't. And you you've got Kennedy going back and forward, helping out defenders. Everybody that day was just defending like their life depended on it. It's core teamwork. They're players a team. There's no individuals in that team. They've got no stars in the team, but they clear as a team, and that is what's important um, to make the, the team work. I mean, you just mentioned about um, picking them back quickly so I didn't fancy it, right? I thought we took the game to them at every opportunity, right? I don't think that's out of luck here. I thought Mahrez was scared of Dummett. I mean, every time he got, so got close to it, he didn't know what to do. And we talked about a world-class winger there sort of thing in Mahrez. And, I mean, he's not getting the credit that um, he deserves, man. I'm talking about Paul. He doesn't get a lot of credit that he deserves. But I tell you something, a lot of people are going to know us near because he is going to be so full back in on the Rafa. He has improved an awful lot in. <laughs> My hero. You like me tweet of the weekend as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've he's not the one of the heroes, right? But, um, ground, I mean, he's I've, got, I've, gone. I've ground him. I've ground him down. I've been virtually stalking him. I've been virtually stalking him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he did like. He did like it, didn't he? He did He's like not, it at last. Look, I can't believe it. It was the best. It was the, basically it was the best uh, game in life. The thing is, though. I mean, the thing is, though. I mean, he's gone. He's gone from an average left back into what? a top. Oh, he's gone, well, he was he, average. He can't, he can't, he can't, I mean, you talk about in his younger days. The younger days. I mean, yeah, yeah he's improved, right? But all of a sudden now, I mean, he's come from um, an ordinary, a mega player, an ordinary left back, now special, 
to a top-class left-back. He will be under Rafa, and if he stays there with Rafa, he's going to get even better at him. I mean, I'm becoming a fan of Paul Dummett, and he's on the road run. Go along, Rod. I think um, on Saturday, John, on Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be, to me, it's a free hit. Because when you look at, when you look at Arsenal, the way they've been yeah. playing, and the thing is, you can see them playing, I, can, I think he'll play uh, Lacazette, he didn't play, I think Lacazette wasn't, I'm not sure if Lacazette played on um, Sunday, but uh, he'll play Welbeck, and yeah. he'll also play... Um, that other, I can't remember his name now. Uh, the, the guy that came from uh, Do- from Dortmund, but uh, Bamiyan, yeah. So the, he's, I think he'll go for it. Uh, yes, they'll go, they're going to go more for the they're going to go more for the you know the the Europa, Europa Cup, just like Man United did. But like it's you know it's it depends what they want because I, I think that I, I can't remember where are they sixth in the league. They've got the no moment? chance. Of, they've got I no chance of moving up. anywhere. They've got no, no, they can't go up or down. They've got, they've got, they? no, they've got no chance. But I think, it, but they can get to Europe, though, can't they? No, well, they're going to finish in a Europa League spot, Andrew, 100%. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not get, they're not getting in the Champions League, that's why. The only, the only, the only player that's going to have a rest from Arsenal's best side uh, on Thursday night would be Abagnian. Um, so that's it, really. It's going to, I think uh, it, it, it's definitely got a set up. Get, before, before I end the show, give me a scoreline, John, before we go. Um, we're playing well at the minute, especially at home, against a very good Arsenal team. We can call the Rabbiang and Yakuzet and Ramsey as well. Then yeah. after we get out of the game, and um, he said it's going to be a free hit, but I, I see us winning 2 1 in this game. 2 1. What do you think, Lee? 5 0. Hey, hey, Lee, that's been working. Keep keep that going. (laughs) What do you think, Andrew? What do you think? Um, I would take the point. I wouldn't be disappointed with a point, to be honest with you. Um, We are very sound defensively and and we're very organized. Andrew the realist. (laughs) Yeah, I'll uh, I'll say 1-0 to us. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I'm going to say 3-1. I'm going to say three one in Newcastle. Newcastle breakthrough. <laughs> All right, lads. Thanks so much for tonight. It's been a great show as ever. Oh yeah. Yeah, go ahead. But I mean, I think that John John Shelby right should be should be going to the World Cup and place of Jack Wilshire because John John Shelby has to pass the ball. Even his son's got a career in the middle. You can actually pass the ball and not injure all the time. You know. But you've got to get John John Shelby a surprise um, call-up for the World Cup and not Jack Wilshire. He's, he's too, too injury-prone. Ethical player, but he's just injury-prone. If, I mean, they all said he's going to pick up the players on the form. John John Shelby is on form. Jack. That, that, I, no, but uh, John, to be fair, right? Let's be selfish, right? I'd rather yeah. do, do a Shelby and Jamal myself sitting with a pipe and slippers yeah, on so watching it on no the No joke. So they're ready for next season. Bubble wrap him. Exactly. Get him in, get him in. Let's just send them absolutely weird cockneys to the World Cup and then get battered and kicked all over for next season. That would be me. What's your thoughts on... He's playing really well. He's playing fantastic football at the minute so far. I think he should be enormous. Absolutely enormous. I don't think he's got creativity in the midfield and he's leading down the World Cup. And I think this player could be the man. I doubt it, but... 
what, what's your thoughts on the? I think everybody else has discussed it. What's your thoughts on the takeover news coming again on 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 the horizon? It's I, I, you would think this time it, it's definitely going to happen, wouldn't you, John? We'd like it to happen, but um, on this kit, I've got to wait and see. But um, I hope it does take over. I hope it does come through because um, we need Rafa to be at this club. And if it takes over, then we all can lose to everybody at Newcastle. And I hope it happens. I, 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 I think the one thing I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask uh, Lee, then Andrew, then Chris. When, when every time the, the Chronicle talks about, and they've been incessantly this last couple, last week or so, about the, the fact that Rafa has been uh, linked with this club, Real Sociedad, maybe even Everton, uh, what, what do you think, Lee, on the fact that he's been linked? But he, there's no way in hell he's going to sign a new contract with uh, the Chuckle Brothers at Newcastle unless well, it's a takeover. I think the I think the Sociedad I think the Sociedad link is weak because his family live in England, and I think that's how he ended up being in Newcastle because he was kind of didn't want to move around a bit and he got a he got a good club to take over and that it was apparently his people that approached Mike Ashley's people that way the way around because they probably they probably thought there was no way of hell of getting Rafa Benitez. Um, if 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 the takeover did Ed Andrew and Mike Ashley next season Rafa Benitez is going to literally need um, whatever Mike Ashley tells him he's going to do in blood this time because he's promised him on three separate windows now things that have been out in black and white we've read it we've said it and then they haven't materialised um, so there's only someone who's going to have the kind of rug pulled out from under his eyes I, I really believe he's still here because he believes the takeover is going to happen I think people have been in his ear, and I think he's desperate to try and move the club forward. You can see, you can see he's looking at it. He keeps talking about wanting to move it forward. He keeps talking about his plans. People keep saying, oh, he must be going to stay if he's talking about his plans. No, it's just a case that he's, he's always looking ahead, how he's going to improve if he's here. If he's here at the start of next season, but I, I, you just hope the takeover's happened. If he's not, that means he's basically got Mike Ashley to write a letter in blood to see he's going to do certain things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Andrew? Um, I agree with Lee. I think the um, <clears throat> I think the uh, Sociedad link is very weak. Um, I don't I don't really rate the Evening Chronicle as a as a, a reliable source for news these days. I think I think the p- people like George Coke and if it, I mean if he came out with it, I would yeah. kind of like yeah. think about it a bit more, but. I, I don't see anywhere where any other club that Rafa would go to, and I think he's on a very he's, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of power here. He's got the fans on side. He holds all the aces, really. Um, he he can make the demands because if if Ashley goes back to horrible mode, you know, and 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 asses around with with um, with the kind of uh, finances. Uh, that that Rafa would need, and uh, and he doesn't give them them, and Rafa walks. It'll be a civil war here. It'll be mm, it'll be definitely. people will be people will be turning up, up outside St James's Park with with uh, pitch pitchforks and and lanterns mm. on, on fire. Um, I I think this time he's he's um, he's not he is he is a very stupid man, but he's a good businessman, and I think he knows a good thing that he's got in in uh, Rafa, and I don't think he would uh, jeopardise that this time. And we've got a lot of money coming in this this summer as well. You know, 
if we finish high up the league, you know, that's that's that, that's going to be good. And he's got Premier League money coming in, TV money coming in. Um, I think uh, I think Rafa will be here next season. Chris, it's uh, it's these stories just kind of crack me up. You know, as soon as Newcastle looked like they were going to be safe. The, the stupid papers start coming out with, you know, with it was Spanish actually from John Richardson, and it was actually John Richardson, Chris, and he's been on, he's been on the show many times, and anything you write about Newcastle United is from a good source. So I think he's had a lot of people have a pop at him, but I will support him on the fact. Yes, I know everybody wants George Colkin to write it, but the thing is, what he wrote is normally spot on. Because he has no, many just, sources. I don't know about. I don't know what he wrote. I'm talking about yeah. the Spanish. Link. Um, oh yeah, just the, just the real associate. I, I actually haven't read the the actual link, but oh. it makes sense that it makes sense that, that, that people are coming back to the bargaining table. And uh, well, I mean, if I'm my guy, I got yeah. my hand out. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's get <laughs> yeah. this done. Yeah, I think so. I think you know he, he, when somebody makes a a statement that he wants to sell, you, it's not just something you just okay. I'll sell now and then. Four months later, I'll give up. The guy want the guy just wants to move on with whatever he wants to to move on with. And, and let's be honest, if, if he sells this club for over three hundred million or whatever it was, he's going to make a heck of a profit. I mean, I, I forgot what he bought it for. I was trying to remember uh, in the in the uh, the Tunnel of Love book where it, where it talked about exactly how much he bought it for. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's going to make a profit. Yeah, I think the one thing is, um, you know, that because it, I think. Everybody needs to find out, and I think we need to find out quickly, because I remember Newcastle were um, uh, quoted a price for Kennedy uh, when he when he came over, and now he's got other clubs asking him, with, you know, other clubs interested in him. So if Newcastle, you know, want to buy the players that have made a hell of a difference to that team, we, you know, and plus he's actually said he'd like to stay. So I think this this takeover needs to be something needs to happen. Quite soon, uh, or and quickly, and quickly, and quickly, because if you know, if Samani, what if, you know, it's a lot of ifs with Samani, but if he if he plays on Saturday, on Sunday, scores a couple of goals, it's like woof, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I'll, if you got to, we got to set up for the ne- next season, and then obviously look forward to the World Cup. But you know, you, there is a smaller window for transfers next season too. Yeah, hey, gentlemen, can money. you imagine yeah. if uh, if the takeover goes through and the, and the new owners are in the box in May? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> you know, like the yeah. last, you know, like the last couple, you know, like instead of instead of one before when Newcastle went down and they had the terrific performance against Tottenham, this time the new owners are in the box and Newcastle puts together a terrific performance. Well, why not? In May. Why not earlier? So I don't know. So I just it, it seems like it's taken a while. All this due yeah. diligence and all this stuff. And as much as we like Amanda Stavely, I don't want to get someone to, who's an owner to come in if they don't have the funds to really propel Newcastle to where we want them to be go to where we want them to go. Chris, Chris, you've just you've literally just set the scene for us in the head. And I, uh, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking Chelsea last game of the season. Something to be relegated in the League One. Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle beat Chelsea. My favourite scoreline, five 0 We're finishing the top ten, and the new owners are in the stands. Oh my God! It'll be like Christmas Day in Newcastle. Someone yeah. will be in League One long before that, Lee. Sunderland's going to be a Sunday League team at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really bad. They, it's getting so bad for Sunderland that. You know they, they'll take any owner 
<laughs> it doesn't matter what he looks like. And it looks I'll like the them. Irish again, by the looks of it. I'll buy them. For a I'll pound. I've got some great ideas for the stadium. <laughs> In Bitcoin. All right, gentlemen. Thanks so much tonight. We'll, we'll catch you next week for the show. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye, lads. Take care. Bye, lads. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for my main guest this evening, Ian Crocker from Sky Sports, with Lee Johnson, Chris Parry, Andrew, Andrew Murdy, and also John, the regular on the show. Remember, listen back to the show, just go to iTunes and search under Toon Talk, and you'll be able to listen back to the show at whatever your convenience. Remember, you can also go to www.toontalk.co.uk, and you can also listen back to it then as well. Well, it's been a great evening, great weekend for Newcastle United. The takeover could be on. 